0: So here's what I want us to do. I want us to realize that we have essentially created the foundation behind the level of nerves that you must have felt and are about to discuss going into the games. Mm-hmm. You talked about tryouts. You talked about the element of feeling like the odd one out. The next struggle that we need to put attention on is Stating the obvious here is how much nerves an athlete would feel traveling away from hometown, away from home territory, away from Canada into the USA for the Deaf Games Championships. Guide me through, Troy, what you what was going in your mind and how you felt on the plane ride to
1: the tournament. So we flew from here to Toronto, right? Easy flight, no big deal. Then we got we landed a little later that night and. All the boys coming in Toronto, we all ate together and stuff. What kind of hit me is when we got on the plane to Indiana that if we lose the first game, that's it. You're in the loser bracket, kind of deal. So it's kind of like playing in my mind. I'm trying to like, I'm in the plane and got my headphones in. I'm trying to like watch some comedy, like just trying to move forward from that thought and just lingering. You know, luckily I had my dad there with me and stuff. So I mean, there was always that fallback there. Just never got out of me. I remember in my room, we got the hotel. My roommate Graham, we're talking. He goes, How you feeling? And I was like, Man, I just want to win the first game. That's all I want to do is win the first game. That's fucking all I want to do. And he's like, I feel the same way. Because I was like, Man, if we if we don't win, you know, that's kind of it. Like, well, welcome to Indiana. Like, we just, I trained basically six months ago, got my ass whooped. You lose that game, then, you're, then it's bye bye. It's bye bye. You might the bracket they don't, That don't doesn't even matter use your participation medal that's kind of it. and i did not want that i was so jumping into the vans those morning like breakfast eat everyone eating together just just like man i want to get there eggs eggs and fruit that morning get to the gym games are already happening you know you get all your lanyards lanyards and everything And i'm still like that just win the first game that's all that's going through my mind and I didn't care, I had side blinders on, I was just walking to the backcourt, we're in the very back, and I was like, fuck me man, like, alright, getting dressed, and and then it kind of sunk in that, like, we have to win the first game, there's no, like, thought of it, that you're here now, you have to win, so that's basically what it was, it was nerves, it was anger, it was, it was everything built up, like, everything was leading to this one moment.
0: And, and, you know, I find a lot of times there's athletes who can blend nerves in the mix of excitement. And I want to know if you were also excited or the, the the nervousness overpowered all the excitement and it almost felt like this level of fear that you were sort of leading with, with your foot forward. Or, I mean, did you give yourself the chance to, to in that moment, be like, okay, well, Troy come on man Wake up Like look where you are This is amazing Like did you, did you get that moment as well
1: Um No Cause I was, It was just business Yeah It was just like You know My dad was there We had a kid come on Fly out from PC, Kareem was there And like You know They spent their hard earned money Like kept two fans To fly across the country Into not a major hub And I was like Okay hey, these guys are here You know My dad's here I gotta like You know This, this first game's for him get warmed up, knocked the ball a few times, and just, like, the nerves kind of took over the first five minutes of the game and the last five minutes of warm-up, I should say, because I want to win so bad. I did not want to waste my time as well as my teammates' time for being there. And it was it was a weird feeling because I've never felt like this before. You know, I'll go in there. Okay, I'm nervous, whatever. Get it out. But it was just like, no, like, we're here now. Every minute counted. It wasn't a game anymore. It, it wasn't a game. It, it was... I don't wanna say this, but it was life and death. Mhm. You know, like do you wanna move on?
0: Is there a switch that goes on and off in your brain when that happens? Do you feel like you have to unleash some sort of um let's just say, inner power within yourself to to sort of be like, Okay, I'm not troy anymore. I'm 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 whoever I need to be in this state and I know sometimes a lot of athletes can relate to that when uh, there's a lot of times where you put emotion aside. I mean, you don't want to be too emotional. However, you do feel like you need to you need to get in the type of mindset where it's do or die, to your point.
1: uh, You know what? For this the first game, I, w- I watched the film and stuff, and I, like, look at myself. I was very set back for the first five minutes, kind of see how everything was playing out, who was who on the court, and, you, you know, who was, who was I going to pick up on my checks and reading defenses and just sitting back and, and I took it all in then. Like, that was just like, oh, shit, we're here. So, I mean, that's... I really didn't switch it on yet. I mean, I'm kind of just went through the motions and just stayed that emotionless kind of... That smooth criminal kind of thing. Just, just stayed in that killer mood, so... Yeah. Guide me through game one. What did that look like? What did... Uh, clearly, you guys won. And, yeah. And how did you guys win? So, we played Philadelphia first round. Did not know what to expect because... Their American team, man. You know, we all hear about these amazing American teams through AAU start gets men's teams, programs. Like we did not know what to expect. Well, at least
0: I didn't. And mind you, these are the type of teams that come on down to sometimes, let's say, Edmonton Reb, yeah. at Jasper Place High School, and like everyone's like, oh, the American
1: teams have come. These are the guys who are going to go to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. So we, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was like, you know, I've grown up like Canadian basketball fan. Like going down to the states is like so good <laughs> they're so big they're so big <laughs> i'm so skinny but it was kind of weird because they were a good team like they were a fairly decent team well i mean we started just clapping down i mean we were nervous i mean look at the film man we had a few easy turnovers in the first the first five minutes no one no one was scoring buckets really going back and forth then we started hitting a pace and we kept going and going and going I think I had a steal right out the hop, fast break, and I realized I could beat them on my feet. I was like, okay, if I break out early enough, I can start getting some easy buckets. Danny and Steve were just going down low and they were just, just getting every offensive rebound, just just doing the dirty work. And, and Graham was just doing his thing on the wing and driving. Just put, We were putting them in bad spots, just us four. And, and then the other guys were just, we were all picking up, everyone was picking up the slack that first game, but we had a few easy turnovers. I mean, I think one of the most pivotal moments in the tournament where I knew I wasn't fucking around was uh their point guard got a steal ended you know, up chipping the ball fast forward I ended up having a chase down block from behind like LeBron James batted off the batted out of bounds it's called a goaltending and I was like how's that goaltending just I think the angle and everything I was just like I was like Fuck, I batted that against the backboard there's no way it's goaltending but the dude gets hyped and he's ah and I'm like in my mind, I was just like, I was like, I just literally lit you up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you celebrating? <laughs> yeah, why? it's a goaltending call. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and I think at this point, I only have like seven points. So I'm like, kind of getting mad, but we're winning the game. I think we're already up 12 or 13 at this point. And I'm like, oh my God, like, like let's go boys. But kind of like had to relax because we had a few easy turnovers, like I said already. So at halftime, I got 12 points. Danny and Steve probably have like 14 rebounds at this point. I don't know. We're just we're just putting this team because we're bigger, we're faster. We're just putting them in bad spots. Coming out of second half, it was just a different thing. We all clicked. we were moving the ball around. We were getting we were hitting our shots and stuff. It was it was exciting because we were we were slowly picking apart the team, in my opinion, and everyone was doing their part. And so it was, it was nice.
0: By halftime at that point, correct me if I'm wrong, you're already winning.
1: Yeah, I think we're up like 15.
0: Fantastic. When that's happening, did you in that time at all or your team feel like, hey guys, we got this, we're gonna win? Did, did things slow down a little bit? Was it just more motivation? Okay, let's keep this going, like, let's not stop. So what did that do for the, for the mind there?
1: so me and Graham at halftime were kind of sitting behind the bench and he goes, we can't take our foot off the gas. And I was like, no, we're going to keep this through the throat. Beautiful. And I think that's, without even verbalizing that or seeing anything, like you can just definitely tell the guys, we just kept pushing that ball up, pushing that ball up, like fast breaks, you know, just putting them in bad spots. You know, we were were destroying them on the foul line. If you look back at the film, I think we were quadrupled the amount of times that they were at the line. So, I mean, like we were getting to the free throw line, like it was nothing. We just kept just proving that we were We want to win, and I think now I look back at it, like me winning that first game was a very pivotal moment for us as as a squad. I think when
0: you are winning and then you ultimately dominate, what did what did the what did the game winning score difference entail?
1: I think it was twenty points, twenty five points.
0: Okay, wow, and that's that's a great start off. Yeah, very. It was very bumping. You mentioned earlier. About you, kind of got a little bit mad at yourself with getting seven points. Do you, do you have a set bar that you hold for yourself per game, or even roughly around the number you should be hitting at, regarding how many points you're gonna score in a
1: game? No, because winning winning was more important to me. That's fair. Like I don't <clears throat> I don't care if I score six man. A championship's a championship. Versus the end of the day, like I finished the game with like 24 points. I thought I scored less, actually. I remember talking with my buddy, Matt. Like, we're all driving back with my dad. No, nope. no, nope. driving to Walmart, getting food and snacks. And I was like, man, I only got, like, 18 points. I mean, it's a great start. It's like, whatever. We got that win. Don't care. I want to win shit, right? And Buddy Graham goes, no, nah, I think you scored, like, 24, 25, man. And I was like, nah, nah, man. And we go back with the score sheet. Obviously, I scored more. But it just, I didn't care. Like, I was ready to surrender myself to the team. Like, I was I like, that. Where if they need me to fight, I'll fight. Like,
0: that shows a lot about your character. You're not even even dwelling on the thought of exactly how many points you're at. It's like if you see the scoreboard and you're winning and the team's winning, that's all that matters.
1: I mean, I just want to play good defense. Yeah. I mean, had a couple steals. I mean, that's all that cared. I was like, I man, if I can get a few stops, I man, if I can if I can block one shot, even though you know I hardly had the block of the year, I think in my mind, like me and LeBron share that same moment. But uh, I didn't care. I was like, I was like, you ain't fucking scoring. It sounds to me like you and LeBron got a lot in common. Hope so. I hope we're the same guy. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically what it came down to, man. It was just I just wanted to win. I was like, ready. I was like, man, if I score zero tonight, I have twenty-eight rebounds, and no one scored My guy doesn't score on me.
0: Great. Beautiful. Those are the KPIs. That's the key performance indicators you're tracking yourself on. Mm-hmm. Right? That I know that's important because remind me, you do play a very defensive position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I very much sit back in the pocket, read defense yeah. and stuff, and I love doing that. And a lot of people are like, you can score more. I was like, it's like, nah, man. I'd rather block someone, steal the ball. Well, on that note,
0: who do you remind yourself of in the NBA, or who do you aspire to be like, other than LeBron, being, of course, a very different? Uh, Actually, position? there's
1: there's a guy who uh, his name's Frank Nitty, Probably never heard of him. Uh, Drew League, like internet phenom and stuff. Love just just a dog, man. He's he think a year or two older than me. You know, kind of like me. Quit quit playing basketball and. You know, he was friends with uh, the game and stuff. So he came back to basketball and, like, just killed people. And At the time, I was just coming back to basketball. And I like I resonate with his story so much, just being a working man with the family and everything. And just, you know, like, it took someone saying, hey, you should come try out. And made the team, man. And he just murdered people. That's awesome. So he's not necessarily
0: someone who's in the NBA in the big spotlight, but he's someone that you aspire to who's been yeah. in the game.
1: Yeah, man, if I ever had the chance to meet, like, who would you rather meet, an NBA pro or, like, just a guy you looked up to, I would definitely want to meet Frank Nitty, man.
0: I love that. Frank Nitty's going to be watching this. I hope he's, so. He's going to be well, like, you shout know out what? to Franklin. You know what, Troy, let's meet up, brother. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Guide me through what winning that first game did for the ego. I mean, how much did you need to suppress it? How much did you did you need to rely on it to build that similar momentum into the next game? I mean, what does that relationship look like with the ego after that win?
1: Uh, during that game, two was around against Kentucky, so they got a buy in their first one because they won their division. So we didn't know what to We'd never seen these kids, or these guys. I'm never listening to these guys. I was just... I was with Steve was in the van, Danny, Matt... Uh, Graham I think maybe not, not Mike someone else I think Jim was in our van too I remember just just being like Chris and Graham we were in the front we're like in the the rear row or the thing and we're just like man all we gotta do is win oh sorry Raul was in our van and it was just it's like us three in the back and we're just like I was like man I just wanna win just I, just one more game one more game and then I was just like man you know what all we gotta do is win one more game man and we're semis that's it I uh, kinda like so if we're kind of like talking, and we're like, you know what, man, let's, let's, if we, if we lose, let's go to the Nike outlet. Nike outlet's like 45 minutes away. So we map it out and stuff and I told my dad, I was like, cause he's there. And I was like, if we lose daddy, like take us to the, take us to the outlet. Nike outlet. He goes, yeah, that's kind of the thing. And then the coach, we have our interpreters with us and stuff. And then uh, the coach goes, oh, you know I mean, the interpreter goes, well, if you guys, you know, if we lose man, you hope, you know, we play at nine 30 tomorrow in the morning. And the coach goes, what are you talking about? Why would you even say that? And that kind of set the present mode of the rest of the tournament. Like, no, we're not talking about losing. Like that whole, like, check your ego thing, we pretty much left that at the door because our coach was pissed off again. Like, we got to win. So, I mean, we're very much setting up, you know, something for, like, the future here. You're being a part of it. We have to win. So, once again, going to that mindset, we got to win. I love that it's it's you're setting the president to have one
0: option and nothing else yeah it's hey why are we even I love how your coach said that why are we even bothering having a conversation around what we need to do when we lose yeah that's not up for grabs
1: at all I remember talking with Graham about that I was like oh shit we're like he's like yeah man I guess yeah why are we even talking about that so we kind of kept that in the back of our mind like that Nike outlet story between me and Graham we've talked about this a few times over the phone That was a treat if we lost but that was that was like the treat we didn't want
0: and then it's an element of why create a reward for something that you don't even want to have happen yeah and and that's why in retrospect when i when i listen to that i wasn't ultimately too sure if that was a reward for winning or losing it's clear to me now but i love how your coach very much so did his part yeah you know he did he did his part there if he didn't say that he wouldn't have done his part
1: no exactly And i think that was a big psychological boost for for me you know just overhearing that conversation kind of makes echoes like like your coach is 100 percent on in in on you would you say that's what turned that level of nervousness you had into
0: excitement going into game two
1: yeah, I definitely say it turned it turned off, and then I was like, okay, cool. Well, we got to win as a team. Doesn't matter about points. Who cares? Like the last game was a scratch. I mean, great, we won. We won. Sick. Awesome. Something for the memory books. Game two. Like this is our ticket. We win. We play at three o'clock tomorrow. Whatever. Two o'clock. If we lose, we play at nine thirty. By two o'clock, I'm going to the fucking Nike outlet store because I'll be too sad. So and that was that was like the two rewards right there. There's an element of, of something I want to
0: acknowledge you of is, Troy, your ability to... Because it seems to me like you were a catalyst in, in mentioning to the team, step by step, from game one onwards, going into game two now, how we need to look at it game by game. Hey guys, mm. if we win this, we go to semifinals. You, it appears, correct me if I'm wrong, you never went, hey guys, we win this, we're going to win the championship, right? That's great and all, that's a good mentality to have. But I find what makes a successful athlete and a successful team is being so much ever present in the moment and realizing that, listen, if we get too far ahead of ourselves and we get too carried away and we think about the finals when we've got this and this and then then some to do, then we're not going to be where we need to be right now, right? We
1: need to to think about the game in front of us. Let's, Let's beat that. Then let's talk. Let's talk about what's next. I think the championship, like, the thing is, on my phone, and uh, I've done this a lot, uh, I wrote down before the tournament happened, We, I suppose we came in at, like, the number 10 team. I always say we were ranked number 10, but that's just how I think how the bracket worked out and the draw worked out. I put Team Canada all the way to the finals. I didn't put no other fucking team on any other side of the championship. I put that in six months. I put it on my fridge. You can ask my mom and dad about this. I put this on my fridge with my background on my phone. It still is the background on my phone. So, I mean just starting that thought right there into exactly what my coach is like why are we even talking about losing if we lose we lose we'll talk about something then but we he goes i want to win so i think right then and there i knew that that if we took it game by game minute by minute i think the road was a lot easier than saying hey we're gonna be there we're gonna win a championship and whatever we lose we'll just go to the outlets we'll go shopping you know like that was that was it. And then there was constant reminders. we talk about the Nike outlet store, but if we lose, we'll go. That wasn't... But it was more like we would always talk higher about winning a championship than going to a, the, Nike outlet store, like the Nike outlet store. It's always weird when we talk about that kind of stuff because we held something that wasn't material a lot higher. And as we progressed through this tournament, the better we got more the more patient we got, the better communication we brought, the more of that dog fuck you mentality we had. I know I was having it. I don't know about some of the other guys, but I was that's where I was getting. It's priceless.
0: There's no Nike shoe that exists on earth in a Nike outlet store that beats the feeling and the reward you get from winning that damn championship.
1: Even winning the first first game, like that feeling we had, like that little bit success was like Like this coffee. It was just, it was sweet. It was just, okay, sweet, what are we trying next? Like, let's get this out of the way.
0: I love that, man. That's beautiful. To conclude part two of the documentary here, I want you to just real quickly, a little bit off topic here, tell me one of your favorite, most iconic movies. Or any, any, any TV show or movie.
1: Iconic? Jaws. Jaws is one of my all-time favorite movies.
0: Jaws? Is it that shark movie? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, Jaws, I personally haven't seen it, but I'm sure there's going to be some people who have. So in Jaws, who's who's Troy in that, mo- in that movie?
1: Uh, Quinn. Quinn is the uh, captain of the boat. He's a little bit crazy. He dies by the shark, but he wants to kill the shark. And he's not willing to get a bigger boat. And I'm not willing to get a bigger boat to win this championship. I will drag this fucking thing into the fucking shallows if I have to. Who's the shark? The whole tournament, everyone. Beautiful. Yeah, it was very much us versus them. And I was okay with that.
0: You just grab the shark by the neck and you bite right in and you go kill or be killed.
1: Survive and thrive. That's what we were aiming for. There's no point in saying, hey, if we lose... Played 9.30. That's what our coach said. Why are we talking about losing?